Adventure Before Dementia is proudly brought to you by station sponsors The Dirt, 26 Light Crescent, Mount Barker, for all your off-road camping needs. Welcome to Adventure Before Dementia here on 88.9 FM Hills Radio. Good day, Mike. Good morning. How's it going? Fantastic. Couldn't be better. Hey, what did you do last weekend? I went camping, <gasps> in fact, with you. <laughs> you and, did not. And Mika. Oh, yes, that's right. We actually went camping and we took our fairy friend along. That's and that's it. what the topic is for today's show. That's right. Travelling with pets or... You know, really camping is what we're talking about here. Camping with your fur kid. That's it. A be it dog, cat, bird. Yep, goldfish. A hamster. Hmm, all of the above. <laughs> Pet rat, maybe. Snake, lizard, gecko, frog. That's it. Skink. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, so we did go camping last weekend. We haven't been for quite a while because we've been so tied down with our business, but... We had a, a great weekend, just a pity that the uh, weather turned a bit sour last weekend, on Father's Day it was, mm. but you get that. And you do get all the extremes when you go camping, so... Yes, it was an owner's muster, a bit of a get-together for all our camper trailer owners um, over the years, and it was great. It, it was. It was actually a great weekend. The weather was good for the best part. Um, apart from, as you said, on Saturday night, the uh, the rain came down and the winds howled through the campsite. Yeah. But you do get that. I mean, camping is an all-weather activity and uh, I, th- I think the key there is to make sure that you buy good gear so that uh, it oh, doesn't yeah. all end in tears. <laughs> holidays, no, that's right. Holidays are holidays and they are all about enjoying yourself and, uh, you know, you don't need to be stressed when you're, when you're supposed to be having a good time. Yeah, minimal of fuss. So Mike and I have actually done a lot of travelling camping in the years, just like everybody else has, but we've sort of been doing some travel riding on our journeys and and uh, doing a lot of uh, stories and f- photojournalism for travelling around Australia as well as locally. And then we decided to come to Adelaide and open up a store so that we could share our favourite items with you. That's it. So we own, uh, at the Adelaide Hills, only only uh, store, I suppose, for enthusiast camper trailer owners yep. and we bring uh, some of Australia's best brands to Adelaide. That's right. Some stuff you can't find there. everywhere. So, And if they, if people ask for it, we try and get it. Anyway, enough about us. Yes. So today we're going to talk about travelling with your fur kid and, well, Mike and I, we've got a little fur kid. Her name is Mika and if you want to check out some pictures of us camping with her, go to our Facebook page, which is Adventure Before Dementia 88.9 and we've got a lot of pictures of us camping with her and how she just gets spoiled by everybody else that goes camping because she has to be the queen. (laughs) And we'll talk more about the advantages, uh, the pros and cons of travelling with your pets. That's right. Sometimes a bit hard to leave at home. I mean, kids are easier because they can talk and they've got two legs and can be bossed around but pets have a mind of their own some parents will probably disagree with that but anyway so and also we are up to date with our podcast too so if you'd like to check out some past shows you can uh, download them off itunes 
and that it's also called Adventure Before Dementia. And we have, um, yeah, all on there. And, and they're rating really well, I tell you what. We get, we've got lots of listeners, so it's really good to have uh, people on board listening to our show, hopefully getting some good advice. You sound surprised there. <laughs> we've got lots of listeners. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's good fun, isn't it? And if you've got an idea you would like us to talk about, camping, travelling, whatever, hit us up on our Facebook page, Adventure Before Dementia 88.9. Now, today's Saturday. Really? So what happens on Saturday nights? Big pause. I don't know. What? We have a technical problem? No. <laughs> what happens on Saturday nights? Ah. Do, 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 do. We go partying. Oh, there we go. Yay. Bit of <laughs> cold chisel. Is it Saturday night already? Here's Saturday night. You're listening to Anita and Mike on Adventure Before Dementia. A bit of uh, Aussie... Aussie, Aussie music. I was going to say Aussie crawl. It's Cold Chisel and Saturday night. You're listening to Adventure Before Dementia here on 88.9 FM. Hills Radio, of course, with Anita and Mike with Adventure Before Dementia until 9 o'clock this morning. That's it. And we are talking about travelling with pets this morning. Oh, there's one now. Yes. <laughs> that's right. So the most... I guess the most frequent pet that people travel with is is their dog. Oh, yeah. Because everyone loves a dog. Cats, yeah, <laughs> not so much. Well, some people do take their cat. I oh, know, but do you? Well, like some some cats are yeah. like dogs, aren't yes. they? Yes. Well, that's true, and <laughs> each to their own. Yeah. I mean, if you want to travel with your cat, good on you. We know someone that travels with their bird. That's it, little cockatiel. Yep. And that's just in a little sort of pod trailer, tent trailer. Thing. That's right. So it's not a uh, not a huge caravan, but people no. with caravans do. Well, that's right. Travel with pets as well. Because well, in a caravan you've got more room, so mm, they that's do. it. They can just flutter around. <laughs> they let them loose and then go try and catch them again. But that's right. Pick up the poo poos. <laughs> Wait, don't fly in that direction. That, that conversation again. Yes. yes. So there are really no uh, no real barriers to going with your pet, are there? There's only barriers of where you can go. Mm, that's right. So, speaking of, where can you go with your pet? Well, each state in Australia, of course, is different too. Everyone's got their own laws mm-hmm. and rules and guidelines regarding dog entry. But as a general rule, dogs are permitted in parks or areas of parks where there's a purpose or the purpose is for recreation, isn't it? Yep, as so, opposed to conservation. That's right, because conservation means that it's for the wildlife. That's right. People go there to see the wildlife. And it means it's baited as well to yep. for fox traps and things like that. So dogs that go sniffing around can eat that stuff and not end up very well. Yes, and the other thing I suppose is that uh, wildlife is very uh, sensitive to sense of their um, predators, I guess, yeah. for want of a better word. So if you take your dog to the national park, as much as you think, oh, it's only a small dog, uh-huh. it, you know, it won't won't hurt much wildlife or any wildlife, whatever. Problem is they go running around, pee everywhere, leave their scent, and then the the people who go there to see the wildlife don't see the wildlife because the wildlife's get off. That's exactly that right, yes. So, so you can take uh, your pet to metropolitan, to metropolitan parks, of course, reservoir parks, regional parks and forest parks with the 
but there are a few exceptions and they will have that marked on there. So make sure you do your research before yep. you go and uh, check out where you can go because, and if it doesn't say, ring them up. That's it. But don't just presume you can leave mm-hmm. the dog in the car and take him because that's yep. not fair on everyone else yep. either, is it? Not fair on the dog either. The dog doesn't oh. want to spend its holiday in the back of your car. No. no not right. that it will. I mean, anyway, there's a, there, there are some caravan parks and farm stays which will allow you to bring your pet as well. So, yeah. um, you know, I think it is important to, you know, your pet is an, is an important part of your family. Yeah. And uh, it's better on their own anxiety to, you know, be with you rather than being left at home or, or in a strange pound. That's right. We used to go to the Murray River a lot with uh, our Cavoodle, Mika, and she's a bit of a star in her own right because she's been in lots of magazine articles. <laughs> and we would, yeah, always keep her on a lead and we'd have her basket there and she'd always sleep in her basket because that's her basket. She, or on a lap. She guards it. Oh, yeah, or your lap, that's right. But she'd always want to stay with us. and But there were the time where she'd wandered off and go visiting other campers and sort of go, hey, mm-hmm. you got any food for me? <laughs> and some people are good with dogs, but some people don't like dogs. That's it. Are all scared of them. Don't presume that everyone likes yep. dogs. Now, and if you've got a big dog, chances are you've got a bit of a slobber dog. <laughs> and uh, no one likes a big slobbery jaw brushing up against their <laughs> camping pants. <laughs> No. <laughs> so, uh, or wants you know, to eat your dinner. That's it. I mean, what's that breed of dog? Isn't it called a Slabrador? <laughs> Slobrador? Slobrador. Stephen Averill. <laughs> so, no. uh, you know, most people do like do like dogs, but some people don't. Some people are scared of them. Yep. They may have had some nasty experience some time ago. Yep. And uh, people these days just deserve and want their own space. That's right. They, they don't want your dog coming up. It's the same as kids, really. You should restrain your kids. Don't <laughs> let them run feral. Because that's not fair on people who are trying to get away and enjoy the, the peace and quiet. And then you have these kids running around. Anyway, but dogs are like that too. And another thing is, is dogs, some dogs don't get along with other dogs. No, that's right. And you can have a bit of a problem there. So it's all all good about uh, just, yeah, being a responsible dog owner. That's it. Have we got some sponsor announcements? Oh, we do. We do. Uh, And and we shall. We shall. We'll we'll stay tuned though. We are still uh, giving you a bit of advice about travelling with your pet. Oh, stress, mate. That's an impressive camper trailer. Where'd you get that? Mate, I bought it from the Dirt Off-Road Campers in Mount Barker. They specialise in Australian-made premium off-road campers designed to get you there and back in comfort and they're great to deal with too. Who are they, mate? The Dirt Off-Road Campers at 26 Light Crescent, Mount Barker. Now that I've given you the dirt, I suggest you get to the dirt yourself. The Dirt Off-Road Campers. Check out the dirt for wd.com.au. Bill's radio sponsor. A bit of Daft Punk, <laughs> Daft Punk there with... Uh, Not the only Daft thing around here. <laughs> give life back to music. Gee, you have one week off and you go total brain fade. Isn't that terrible? You're brain? Listen- Thank you. You're listening to <laughs> Anita and the sometimes nice Mike on Adventure Before Dementia on Hills Radio 88.9 FM until 9 o'clock this morning and we're talking about travelling with your pets. Yes, travelling and camping. And camping. Camping, yes. Hey, travelling's a big part, so how about 
um, what should you do with your dog in the car? Well, I suppose your dog is like any other uh, any other body in your car and requires safe transport. So. That's right. It's like it is like a baby. It shouldn't be left in an enclosed vehicle, should it? No, but that's mm. when that's something else again. That is. So uh, there are some great little dog restraints that you can get these days, and it's not a rope around your pet's neck or anything <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> You know, the best the best uh, harnesses are body harnesses you can get and you can zip them into little seatbelt slots so your uh, little pet is well looked after in yeah. um, because, you know, the pet has seen the way you drive and <laughs> it's not always so smooth and they do need to be restrained. So Seen the way you drive. Yeah, or you. 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 But we also have um, make a behind-a-cargo barrier too, isn't she? That's right, so... If, uh, and it's not that she's behind that cargo barrier with all loose stuff. No, we've we uh, actually strapped down all of our containers in the back and put Mika behind because we don't have seats in the back. We have a storage. That's it. We have a two-door sports car, <laughs> <laughs> or not. We have uh, drawers and and shelves, so Mika goes behind the cargo barrier, which you can see the picture on our Adventure Before Dementia eighty-eight point nine Facebook page. Now, in longer trips, to, uh, you need to consider your pets as much as yourself. So just like you needing brakes, pets need brakes as oh, well. Yeah. They can get pretty hot in the back of the car there. Yep. Uh, in fact, some research by the RSPCA recently, or not, or not, but a while ago, said that, uh, that the temperature inside a vehicle can rise quickly um, up to around 73 degrees Celsius in around 12 minutes. God, that's unreal, isn't it? It is. So, mm. while, and dogs apparently are very sensitive oh, to temperature change. They don't sweat. So. They have it through their feet or something mm-hmm. or other, isn't it? Yeah. And, and that's when they pant is when they And did you know... ...cool down, I think. Apart from a pet's well-being... Yep. ...it's an offence to leave an animal without appropriate water and shelter under the Animal Care and Protection Act 2001. Oh, really? So you could be you could be fine for Ooh. being a bad owner. Oh, yeah. And you see that a lot, don't you? Not only have some people left kids in cars, but there's also leaving animals in cars. Yep. Yep. You just think, oh... But I put the window down. Oh, it's not enough. No. Anyway, on those longer trips, uh, dogs, you know, there's a lot of vibration going on in the back there and uh, the poor little buggers, they need to pee as well, (laughs) just like you, maybe more frequently. So you do need regular stops. Um, And, of course, as we were saying before about the dehydration and the heat in the back of the car, I mean, not all vehicles have got air conditioning in the back like they do on the front. So uh, your pet will need regular drinks. Don't forget your little poo bags, of course, to pick up after your dog. Poo bags. And also a little... poo bags. We have like a little drink container and a pop-out, a pop-out drink container and water mm-hmm. that we uh, let make a drink from. And, and, yeah, just have a break, walk around, get some fresh air, even though she normally just sleeps in the back. But yep. But once she's had a good romp around at the roadside stop, then she can uh, curl up in the back there and right. catch a few more zeds. Now, Mika's good at travelling, but some dogs aren't. Mm-hmm. Some pets, I should say. And um, sometimes you might need to get a bit of uh, medical advice from your vet. Mm-hmm. So I did have a dog a few lifetimes ago, and that dog didn't travel very nice. And I hear lots of stories about dogs not travelling very well. And you need to slightly sedate them. 
Using me, uh, veterinary medicine. That's right. <laughs> Not Panadol. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, dear. That reminds me of an awful story I heard about a dog having some neurofin. Really? Didn't live. Right. It's terrible. Anyway, uh, we digress. But, but the, um, the, do- the tablet just sort of chills out the dog so it doesn't panic so much while you're travelling and that... That normally, sometimes the panic and anxiety can be so much that, um, yeah, it can well, affect the makes dog. Makes them quite ill. Yeah, that's right. So, oh, there's all these tips and tricks. But ask your vet for sure. And um, if you're on a few forums, well, forums or uh, dog lover groups on Facebook, I'm in quite a few Cavoodle dog owner groups on Facebook, you can find out a lot of uh, great information from them and Their other, own experience. That's right. Hmm. And if you have travelled with your pet, why not put a picture on our Facebook page? There's a really cool one from uh, uh, a little dog that had his own little portable kettle, kennel <laughs> uh, up in uh, Kings Canyon, That's up right. near Uluru. That was really cute. It was just sitting there. Oh, I'm pretty happy here. No worries. <laughs> Despite the fact there were a few dingoes wandering around that day. Yeah, that's right. So, shall we go to the next topic later? We should. Okay, we'll have another break. Here's a few more words from our sponsors and we're nearly on 8.30. Who doesn't like a good bit of midnight oil? Hands up. I thought you would. It was midnight oil and, of course, that was uh, Dreamworld. We are, of course, talking about travelling and camping with pets this morning. Which reminds me <laughs> of a, a couple of great trips that we've done with our, with our little Poochie maker. Poochie. That's it. And one of the ones that uh, sticks firmly in my mind, and there's probably a photo of it on our uh, Adventure Before Dementia Facebook page, is that on in the Thompson State Forest in Victoria. Yep. So that's on the sort of, I guess, the lower reaches of the Victorian high country. Uh, gets absolutely bloody freezing there at <laughs> night, uh, particularly on the June long weekend, yeah. uh, which is the last one before the tracks shut up there. And yeah, I, we had this massive campfire going. Not uh, not trying to encourage people to create massive campfires, but it was it was freezing up there. We had this massive log on the you fire. Have to, you have to. To keep I was going. lying back, uh, had my seat in the full reclined position, Mika. <laughs> Warming my lap, it was just a, it was just a brilliant time, and that's I think one of the things that makes camping so great is those campfires with your friends and just enjoying the times. Yep, there it is. <laughs> the picture is on, on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, it was great fun, and and normally uh, other people bring their dogs as well, hmm. and they all get along well. If yep. um, yeah, if you know what your dogs like, like like the weekend just gone where there was about. Uh, Three, four dogs there. Yep, and they all got along. Plus the ones well. next door. Oh over. yeah, the owners' dogs. <laughs> another another trip that comes to mind uh, with Miko was many of the trips that we've done along the Murray River. Yep. Now the Murray River is such a beautiful resource, and if you can find a spot like an isolated campsite where you can just enjoy all to yourself without the having to put up with the noise and noise of other people, particularly music. Which, or just a, a campground where yeah. everyone goes yep. to. Just have a drive around and find a spot. You'll, That's it. There'll always be one. And anywhere really along the Murray River is uh, open for pet owners, isn't it? Except so we had this... Uh, it's a national park. 
We have, we have this beautiful isolated campsite uh, along the Murray. There's always a sea of red river gums. So there's usually always something fallen on the ground which you can chop up, subject to local uh, regulations, I guess. <laughs> and so you can always have a great fire uh, and the fire really adds the ambience to the, to the camping. And this one of these times, or actually number of the times that I can think of. We were down there with the kayak, so Mika was out oh, with us. She was uh, right. taking pride of a place at the front of the kayak, having a <laughs> little bit of a bark and splash around in the river. And, yeah, it was just really good times. And uh, yeah. It's just good to be able to share that with your pet. It's good, yeah, because with the bike you can let, if they're little, they can go in a basket on the bike, or if you've got a kayak, they can sit in the kayak with you. So yeah, she loved paddling up and down the river, Well, they it? just... Pets just want to be with you, I think. Yep. Hmm. So that's just a couple of trips. But maybe you've got a trip that you did with your pet. And if you've got a photo, we'd love to see it on <laughs> our Facebook page, Adventure Before Dementia 88.9. So that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Pop it up. Pop it up. Pop a dom. What are some things that happen, though, if you do go away and things you've got to check on your pet? If Yeah, well, look... Most people who go bush camping uh, would need to check their pets for things like ticks and even even sort of sharp sort of things, um, vegetation such as spear grass and the like because these can get wedged right. in your poor little pooch's paws. Spear grass or foxtail or wild grass. It's like a barbed seed head or a spear. It looks mm-hmm. like a little... Dart, Dagger. doesn't it? Yep. And that gets in between their toes and and that can get quite infected because you can't see it. It can mm. just go straight in and hide in it's the hidden feet. in the fur. That's right. And and uh, you don't know until a lot later. Mm. Like I think when we went away to Tawita once yep. and it was uh, summer and the ch- grass had gone from green to brown and the seeds had come out and she ended up having seven grass seeds in her feet. Oh, my God. Seven. Yeah. That's just greedy. But there were other dogs that... There's some other dogs that are used to it, you know, like mm. farm dogs. and. Yep. Uh, but because uh, Mika's a bit more sensitive, mm. <laughs> she's not tough enough like the other dogs. But Perhaps another thing to keep in mind for your pets when travelling outside that your backyard is that they will be susceptible to um, other issues and it's important to ensure that their vaccinations are up to date oh, so they yeah. don't catch some gnarly disease from uh, some other pooch. That's right. Or there's also watch out for snakes and lizards and things mm. like that too because they can go sniffing around logs and then all of a sudden, meh. Yep. Nasty stuff. We see most of our snakes just crossing the road. Yeah, that's it's, right. It's strange. Well, I mean, they're scared of you, aren't they? In the bush, though, you'd ex- you know you'd expect to see them all the time. Yet the only t- the only time, apart from that time up uh, up on the beach up north, is uh, we oh. see snake. It's always on the road, always on the Pitchman Road. Except that one time on uh, was in, it New in, South Wales in Bad Camp. That uh, snake tried to get into the camper. Do you remember right? that? No. Oh gee. Okay. <laughs> I remember the one that slithered past on the sand in, was it Byfield National Park or whatever? I don't don't like them. don't like them. But people have snakes as pets as well and they take them camping. Crazy people. That's right. So what are we going to talk about lastly today after this next music break? Let's work it out during the music break. Oh, well, I was going to say, what if you can't take your dog? Mm. What's the next step? 
That's right. We'll tell you more later. You're listening to Anita and Mike here on Adventure Before Dementia until 9 o'clock this morning on Hills Radio 88.9 FM. Stay with us and we'll tell you what do you do with your dog if you can't take your dog, cat, bird camping. That was a bit ordinary, but it was ordinary by the Red Riders. You're listening to Mike and Anita here on Hills Radio 88.9 FM and a bit of Adventure Before Dementia this morning. That's it, before 9 o'clock <laughs> on Saturday morning. Have you had your coffee yet? Yes, I have. Thank oh, you. Oh, same here. Mm. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about travelling with your pets or camping or caravanning or whatever with any of your fur kids, be it cat, dog, mouse, rat. Actually, I have seen someone travel with their rat too. In, in their hoodie? Yeah. Um, they keep it in their hoodie on the back of their neck. Oh, That's a bit I suppose gross, they would it? do. But yeah. Anyway. Each to their own. That's right. Not judging. But if you can't take your... Your pet camping, which we did actually, I'll just tell you quickly, we ran into a, a couple travelling around Australia in their caravan and they had a border collie. That's right. And we sort of asked them, well, how do you manage if you want to go look at something, like a museum, art gallery or whatever, and you're not allowed to take your dog? And they said they take it in turns uh-huh. going in and having a look. But... Sometimes that's a bit hard because you can't share that experience together, can you? No, but it's uh, that's the joy, really, or the, the pitfalls of taking a pet. There, mm. all, there are some wins and there are some losses, but all overall, it's a it's a good experience. Yep. So the options to taking your pet is you could just shove it in a pound. <laughs> you know, not a pound like the dog pound where they you know after a oh, couple of weeks. <laughs> No, one of those a kennel or a or a five star recreation, uh, or a pet minder, yeah. or a friend, or a yep. family member, or a house sitter, or That's something it. like that. There's yep. heaps of options, and the the best thing is is that you know just if you are looking to find somewhere, which we've had to do this quite a few times. Just do your research and mm. really read up about the place, or if you know of someone else that goes away a lot and has to put their dog, cat, bird into a uh, somewhere. Minding place. Ask them where they go and do yep. they recommend it. Yeah. So. Perhaps one thing to consider is that, you know, it's not just a case of dump and run with your pet, that your pet has feelings too. And if it's an older <laughs> pet, it might suffer anxiety oh. and it might stress yes. a lot. So you're not actually doing your pet the world of good by... Um, you know, not giving it some consideration. No. And so it might actually be, be better for your pet to actually get a, a house miner to come in. So not only is your house getting protected and lived in, so it's not susceptible to uh, the unsavoury world of burglars, <laughs> but uh, your pet is, you know, feeling good. They're in a familiar place um, and their anxiety level will be much lower. Yeah. So yep. that's always a good option. That is. Yes, and there's some amazing places out there that, oh, there was a new one actually here in Adelaide on the on the news and it's this five-star accommodation for your dog. They actually have their own lounge and TV. Really? And a play area. Do they get a remote control so they can, ah, <laughs> uh, this bachelor is rubbish. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, where's, where's Chris Brown? I want to watch Dr Chris Brown. <laughs> Um, Bondi, Bondi vet, woof, woof. But um, they have, uh, yeah, it is pricey though. That's the only thing. 
course. Expensive. You know. Dog TVs don't come cheap these days. And, of course, with those things, you've got to make sure that your vaccinations and mm-hmm. your flea protection and all of that is right up to date and that your dog is registered too. Which you would anyway because so, you're a responsible pet owner. Well, that's right. There's some people that don't and that's just wrong because it makes it bad for everyone else. Microchipping and all of that lot too. So I remember just thinking of a story when we were in Melbourne and we actually had this lady who was a dog trainer and she would look after a couple of dogs at a time mm-hmm. and the dogs had the free run of her house. <laughs> and this was when Mika was a bit younger, um, our cavoodle, in case you haven't picked up on that yet. But she loved it and she knew that totally. when that little blue car would come around to the house that, oh, there's, um, was it Helen? I'm going <laughs> off with her. Yay, this is going to be fun. And she got totally sport rotten. And sometimes when she'd come back, she'd sort of go, oh. You too. Huh. I'm back here again. But there's people that do that. And yep. that, that wasn't too expensive back in the day. Mm-hmm. And that then, was very reasonable, I thought. Yeah. And then, of course, there was uh, people that had... Uh, um, friends and family or uh, even on, like I said before, on Facebook, I'm on a few owners' groups, put it out there. Say, look, I've got a cavoodle. Can someone do a uh, look after my cavoodle and I'll return the favour sometime? Yep. Good that work. sort of stuff. So, yeah, anything's worth a go, isn't it? That's it. Travelling with your pet. So. Mm-hmm. Very important. That is because, well, yeah, they are a friend, family member. And they're important too. They just have four legs. Yep. Well, I think that's uh, practically about we've covered everything. If you think we've missed something, hit us up on our Facebook page, (laughs) Adventure Before Dementia 88.9. And, uh, yeah, tell us how you travel with your pet if you do go camping and things like that too. And some of your favourite spots. Yeah, share some photos. Because we'd like to know. That's right. Oh, that's right. and, And I'm sure lots of other people would too. Oh, Struth, mate, that's an impressive camper trailer. Where'd you get that? Mate, I bought it from the dirt off-road campers in Mount Barker. They specialise in Australian-made premium off-road campers designed to get you there and back in comfort, and they're great to deal with too. Who are they, mate? The dirt off-road campers. They're 26 Bike Crescent, Mount Barker. Now that I've given you the dirt, I suggest you get to the dirt yourself. The dirt off-road campers. Check out the dirt for wd.com.au. Bill's radio spot. It was the panics with uh, this feeling's gone. What do you think? I know the feeling. <laughs> You're listening to Mike and Anita here on 88.9 FM. Hills Radio, only for a few more minutes, and we're talking about travelling with your pets while that's it. camping, caravanning, yada, yada, yada. Your fairy friends. Yes, that's right. We, and we thought we'd finish off today talking about some great spots near Adelaide where you can go with your pet. Aha. Uh-huh. What have you got? What have you come up with? Well, if you don't know, I was just going to say a bit about some apps that you can get oh, to okay. find yep. up these spots. And one of my favourites is called WikiCamps. Okay. And this is pretty good because this is all done by you. And you can post photos on there, give your reviews. I'm a bit busy, haven't I? Not you, oh. but the other you. And there's uh, heaps of good camps on there. And uh-huh. it also says if you can take your dog or not. Okay. And then there's also Camps Australia. 
yep. which is a little bit more general and is done by HEMA Maps. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, just Googling is also good. So there's, uh, yeah, apps are amazing these days, what you can find on so there. So people should do their Googles. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Seal. Yep. <laughs> so there's a couple of things, a couple of places uh, where you could go that I found. There is uh, a place called World's End in Ooh, Borough. Oh, yes. Uh, Borough Gorge and Borough Gorge, I should say. Always hearing about that. We haven't been there yet, but we will. There is lots of places up near Redmark on the Murray River where you can camp. Yep, anywhere uh, along the Murray, really. Lake Bonnie. Is oh, a Lake Bonnie. Nice, nice spot up there. Yep. And York Peninsula. There are a number of uh, beach camping spots which the council runs, which you can take your pet to. Uh-huh. And uh, near Morgan, there's a camping ground near an orange grove called Cordola Campground. Oh, that's right. Yes, you can go there too, yeah. Anyway, long story short, there are heaps out there. Just do your Googles and yep. and uh, find something. And, and if you find a good spot, don't forget to put it on our Facebook page. Oh, that's we're right. Always, always wanting to know oh. more places where we can take our pet to. Even if you've got a favourite camp spot in South Australia or wherever in Australia... Why not put it on our Facebook page because everyone can check it out. Share the love. Adventure Before Dementia 88.9. What song have we got to finish up with? Well, we're just going to have a little bit of uh, didgeridoos by Warrigal. Should we just... But we will say next up is Cameron and David with Bricks and Mortar and they're going to announce the winner of... WTF. That's right. So stay tuned because that's pretty full on. That's win the firewood, just in case you were wondering. Win the firewood. But thanks for listening to us today. Have a great weekend. Next week, I think we're going to be talking about travelling solo. Wow, that sounds good. That's right. So stay tuned for the winner of the firewood. And we'll see you next week for Adventure Before Dementia. Have a great weekend. Bye.